first. <laughs> I was one of your dinner. I was waiting my hands around. I thought you were doing a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> what a start. <laughs> everyone to where your real good reviews are recommended by myself sean and my hetero life mate nick staniforth how we doing nick i'm great man i'm i'm groomed not like that so so our days basically consisted of sean got around mine and he's trimmed my hair and i no longer look like an, a 1980s film bully yeah um i look like nick again i'm so happy to the point where every like you and so the missus saw me she was like you look so different <laughs> she was like it was like a different person walking in the room man it's um, like, I'm bro- like i'm broken into my own flat hi. um <laughs> but then yeah so and we've just inhaled um a domino's this podcast isn't sponsored by them i just thought it's yeah domino's and uh, we've got the the corona not not that one yeah the, 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 that joke's the, never gonna get old is uh, it nah, I, bet, I bet you that joke was never said once yesterday in england at all no one said <laughs> no, that in any public everybody's just standing in soho just like corona <laughs> but uh, i cheers man we are um so me and nick are actually together um i was just together on the podcast and um, it's first time it's happened since the lockdown so we are buzzing yeah, to say the least, we're having a few beers and we've had pizza, as Nick said. Um, and we're going to stay up all night and talk about who, what, what film star we really fancy. Well, I mean, I well, that's that's obviously the intention, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> once the bottle fast comes out, that's when all goes downhill over there because um, Nick's never tried it before, which apparently is fucking sacrilege. But I've I've seen the results with various locals, yeah, and I'm you, like, you've seen you've seen the stabbings and the slashings, basically. <laughs> is what you're st- Try to say with the book fast, and yeah. you're like, "That's not for me." It's not. I'm not a nah. fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of stabbings. I'll, I'll leave it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pass the bucket to the left hand side. Basically, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not me. And I'm gonna leave the room. Superb. Um, but um, I so well, but um, we are gonna have a good time, and <laughs> we um, will do. Well, we'll try anyway. I mean, it depends how many beers deep we get. But yes. We've got a lot on this week, man. Um, there's been a lot kicking off. Um, it's been hard to kind of cipher through a lot of the stuff I know there's a lot of as we spoke last week about a lot of things on hold um, but then stuff's come back on yeah which is cool like well, I, I mean I was looking through some some of the TV shows and stuff that I obviously watch mm. and it's all on hold obviously like yeah. you, can, you can see the dates and the releases and it's like you're like just sitting there waiting do you mm. know what I mean waiting for a new notification to say so weirdly I've, I've started to notice like I'll usually have a walk in the evening right so I'll <clears> usually go I'll usually take a stroll. Like an old man. Well, it's just, it's your hour, isn't it? It's your hour of health or whatever the bollocks you want to call it. So, because I'll do a fucking lengthy shift and then I'll be like, right, I need to leave the flat because I've done, I would have been in, his, in my office yeah. all day. And I'll go for a walk and I've seen, I've started to see buses with, you know, we always used to see buses with really old film ads on the side of it where it was Hi. like, like X-Men like, 2 and it was four years later and you're like, fucking hell. But I'm starting to see films where I'm going, oh, fuck yeah, I forgot that was supposed to come out. Yeah. Like, I still can't wait for a quiet place too. It's like, but, but I, I saw it on the side I'm, of a bus. I remember when it, when it first got the the release date for that. I was yeah. like, obviously, I love the first one. Mm. It was buzzing. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. I, you're, it's you're, really weird. It's like you've walked. It's like a fucking like alternate the, dimension. You're in the, the film. past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just see shit, and I'm like, <laughs> so I've got a t-shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Did I see that? Is that what happened? Um, but yeah, I think it's good that films are now finally starting to pick up the TV yeah. shows as well. Like, from my understanding, Avatar is kicking off in New Zealand again. A lot of films are going to New Zealand actually this year. Um, and Batman, the Batman will be starting filming again soon as well. Will uh, they film out here again? I think so, to my understanding. Um, but just get the ball rolling, basically. But other news, man. Because films, films are still on the way, which is no. always nice. I mean, I still haven't seen the trailer, but Labouf the Latino. Yeah, you know well, I mean? it's a bit kind of dicey, and, and, and obviously in today's um, economy, shall we say? Yeah, well, this, today's climate. Like, at the moment, uh, a trailer so you, came So out. you've seen it? You've yeah. seen the, the trailer? So this is um, uh, The Tax Collector, which is directed by David Ayer, who unfortunately is now known more for Suicide Squad than anything else, which shouldn't be the case because yeah. he's done, he wrote Training Day. Yeah. Um, he then went on to direct, uh, he did Harsh Times with Christian Bale, he did End of Watch, and... Um, Street Kings with Keanu Reeves which is a very overlooked quite under, good film as well. yeah. Um, but this one so it's it's the tax collector as Shia Buff as like some like I don't know it's like a sort of like, like a, a loan shark yeah he's essentially a loan shark apparently and I didn't realise this he actually got his whole chest excuse me he got his whole chest tattooed for this film um, so it's, oh, for real? yeah it's legit so, so he's known for being quite that's like method acting 101. Yeah, it's he's, like he's known for making quite big statements. So for Lawless, he uh, removed a perfectly healthy tooth. Jesus. Um, for this, I suppose I would do that for like ten million. You know? Yeah. Well, I suppose you're gonna have the money to cover a replacement. But I'm about to have a gumsy. Oh. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah. So he plays, <clears> um, well, a tax collector by the sounds of things, like a a, a, a muscle man who. I saw so the guy. The guy that he's playing is called. Um, uh, so he plays a guy called Creeper right um, and, and he's co-actor I've never heard of this guy Bobby Soto yeah he plays David in it and it's two tax collectors for a, cri- a crime lord called Wizard um, they go around collecting uh, he's cut profits from various gangs obviously bad stuff mm-hmm. And um, but when the Wizard's old rival returns to LA from Mexico the business is up upended and David finds himself desperate to protect what matters more to him more than anything else his family um, and also this is a, a quite big because it's LaBeouf is yeah. returning do you know what I mean he yeah. hasn't, he's not done a lot he, he went on a bit of a well, he's, yeah, yeah so he had a bit of a mad one but then he's done stuff like um, Peanut Butter Falcon which is a really good film if you've not seen it's it not seen so that's that's um, is that the one he there's one there's, a there's film one that he wrote that he wrote yeah so he was in rehab and he actually wrote this as like a right. almost like a like catharsis one, one of his 22 steps yeah basically yeah. it's like it's it's a film almost semi-autobiographical a lot like King of Staten Island where it's about a guy who right. it's about Shia Buff as a kid growing up in the industry and his dad was his agent manager everything and the relationship right. they had and apparently it's really good I've still not seen it but I'd, I've you know I think I think he's gone through his phase of being a bit of a fucking tear away and he's coming back the concern is that a lot and understandably a lot of people were saying in the trailer and the, the footage is ever so carefully edited where it's like is he putting on a like a Latin so you don't actually you don't actually hear him much but every so often you get and I suppose you could get away with like he can portray that like character but he can't do the voice if that makes sense well he could no they could they could essentially be like he's a guy that grew up in that area and he's yeah. just picked up which, to an extent, 
like there's a really you know prime example I think I'm not I'm not seeing it so please correct me if I'm wrong but like Idris Elba made a film called Yardy about a guy who comes from Jamaica yeah. over to uh, London in like the 70s and to, to like shift drugs and Stephen Graham's the competition right. and Stephen Graham puts on like this proper like but Jamaican accent that? well about two three years ago I but but the, yeah the issue that a lot of people are saying is like the trailer is very Ooh. yeah um I remember an old film from like the 90s and it was called Blood In, Blood Out. Right. And it's kind of like a cult film. It's not It's not a great film, but right. it's basically the same sort of thing. The, the two two brother Latinos and they've got a cousin who's a white guy, but his mother's Latino mm. and he's obviously grown up in the whole Latino like sort of um, like background. And yeah. he actually has a really strong um, Latino accent. Yeah, yeah. But then when you actually look at the actual... Um, actor, he has his his dad is Latino, right? But and he, he he is like a white male, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But he's obviously, I mean, that's obviously back in the day. But it's um, it's, it's testing. Gonna, I think it's gonna be I, risky. Anyway. It is. Well, it's, it's either going to be like, I mean, I don't. It's, we haven't obviously heard a lot about it and stuff. But um, I mean, it's meant to come out August the seventh. But is it? I don't know if that's still going to. At the minute, the date is yeah, still, still set. Such, yeah. But um. I mean, it doesn't have a lot of kind of buzz about it. I think the only Not buzz really. is it's LaBeouf. Yeah. He's coming back. We get that. Yeah. But as in, like, I mean, the co-star and stuff, as I said, I've never heard of him. No. Um, Bobby Soto. So it can either be a, a good film, which I think it probably... I don't think it's going to... I don't think gonna, it's going to bomb. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to blow us out of water either. It's not no. going to be like, oh, it's up for an Oscar and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But I, I see what you're saying about a blanket bomb. I think it might. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll see. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, man. Not, I'm not saying I'm trying to put it down just, just yet. But I mean, I it's... think, I think what you've got to consider as well is the amount of films that will be out at that time. Yeah. So true. between now in August and now in August, like it's going to be slim picking. Especially man. like late August. Yeah. There's, there's loads. Do you know what I mean? Well, there, yeah, but it's, it's just that thing of like. Even will people still be going? Will people even start going at that point? They've they've picked. It's like it's it's, and this was nothing to do with the lockdown or anything like that or the coronavirus. Yeah. It's like it's literally that was its scheduled date. To my <clears> understanding, <throat> nothing's been moved. But will that still factor in? But then also again, as you said, there, there's all these films that have been put back and mm. for releases and stuff. And say that does get put back, but also it might it might even get just put straight to to DVD. Oh mate, the amount of fucking films at the minute, like. Because if you think about all the, the blockbusters, like we've also spoke about like Bill and Ted and Tenet and stuff, yeah. these are like ones that are, like everybody, you know for a fact, everybody's going to go and see them. Mm. But with this, that's, that's what I'm saying about my only question it is... It might get go under the radar. Will it go under the radar? Because we'll see, everybody man. will say, one, the whole Latino issue, what's that going to be like? It's going yeah. to be dicey. And two, he's, not, he's obviously not had a, a good couple of years. So people are like, hmm people fall out of love with, 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 with actors when they do stuff like that unless they come back with like um, is what we're talking like a big blockbuster like Tenet and say Shia LaBeouf is in that then you'd be like right okay so interesting thing about Shia LaBeouf right so there was a film that came out a while ago um, called Man Down he's Latino <laughs> no called Man Down right it's about a guy a soldier with PTSD um, it was known for being an absolute box office bomb right oh jeez in, in, in the UK guess how much it made Conversion Six. conversion to dollars. Sixty million or something, no? Twenty eight. Jesus. Dollars. Twenty eight dollars? He made twenty eight dollars. Who went to see it? Him? Three people. Three <laughs> tickets were sold for the film. That was what? in two thousand seventeen. <clears throat> Excuse me. His films have taken over five point two billion at the worldwide box office, but Shia LaBeouf hit a bomb 
um, in when was this? Yeah, 2017. Jesus. Mate, the cast was ridiculous. Gary Oldman was in it. To my from what my recollection, and yeah, three people went to see it when it came out. Jeez. It made twenty seven. It made uh, twenty eight dollars. I know? think, which is crazy that that can still happen. Like that is no issue with yeah. you know current situations, but films can still bomb that well, bad. I was saying, no looking at films like not even you're sitting, you're you're kind of sifting through all these films to yeah. look at, and there's always these ones that pop up, and you go, "How are these films like made?" Or, mm. Like, why is this actor in it? Like, I think Bruce Willis done it for a few He went and done it. Bruce Willis is still doing it. I know, but he's like, he's obviously still a big name, is what I'm saying. Is that you maybe get like someday, um, like a kind of mediocre actor, yeah, but they just kind of seem to still churn in films, but just they're because. like terrible. Yeah. Classic example, and he obviously must budget it himself. Steven Seagal. I was just, I knew you were going to say Steven Seagal. Like, and then but, we were talking about like Vin Diesel, he's, he does the same character, the Mark Wahlberg, same character, but they do. They do well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously they're big names, but, and obviously at one point in time, Shia LaBeouf was a big name, mm. but he's obviously fell off the radar. And for, for my, I mean, off the top of my head, the, the, the film that I can think of was, the one that it, it was good in was um, Fury. Fury. That's Fury's very, yeah, Fury's good. I think he's good in Lawless. I think. But I mean, that's, was that not, like, I'm trying to think of the last big. Oh, the last big film he did. Sort of film. Would, I don't um, know if he'd done much after. Yeah, Fury. probably. You're probably looking at that sort of. Roundabout then. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously I, he went off the rails and whatever else, but. I um, think it's, I think it's a shame because I think, and from my understanding, Honey Boy is, is a very strong testament to, to, to say like, this is how, this is how hard it is for a guy to deal with that career as a life. To actually go through yeah. all that, and you know, sometimes you're gonna fucking hit walls. That's why certain right. certain actors are dead, man. Certain actors couldn't hack it. Um, I was talking about um, Rob Williams there on it, yeah. And um, I watched a podcast, and the guy was talking about the first time that he'd met him, and and like he was almost in disguise. He had this big beard and a cap on, yeah. And it was like, he's, he's it's almost the pressure of having to be that person that people see you on screen. So like, obviously, with Rob Williams being like the kind of funny. It's like it's almost like make me laugh, yeah, funny yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's that must get to people. And I know everybody always says, "Oh, but it must be great being an actor yeah. and earning all this money and stuff." But it can be a lonely. It, could, mm. it can be a lonely thing. Do you know what I mean? You're in this big mansion, and nobody wants to hang about with you because you're not the hot thing at the moment. Mm. So, and that's probably to an extent what's happened to, to Shia LaBeouf. But well, I don't know. Like I say, like he's he's done two films. He did two films last year that both like back to back got really good like responses and reaction. And it was very much like an indie film. This is his first push into a big, not big, but big names connected to it, i.e. David Ayer, who, yeah. who is who grew up supposedly in that environment. And, you know, we can only wait and see what happens. But yeah. Wish him my best of luck. It's on the radar. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll no doubt when we can actually go to the cinema, we'll actually be able to go and see it, mate. Can you believe that time? I don't think we'll going to see that one, though. I Why think not? Be, well, I mean... Mate, it'll be... no, open your mind. Like, <laughs> just fucking risk it. Go all right, it. okay. And let's go and see all the reboots as well. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> Back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the news, mate. Go anyway, for it. Anyway, talking about... Um, well, it's a reboot of such. It's obviously a TV show. Is probably one, one of my favourite... Um, Bill Murray films is Groundhog Day. Yeah. And um, there's been talks of um, making that into a TV show. It's in the works. So um, it's obviously still one of the most like, celebrated and iconic films. Um, and it's obviously like nearly 30 years. 30 years, yeah. 30 years since it's um, the, the film's been released. But um, an interview with um, the co-star Stephen Tobolsky, um revealed 
while working in the sunny lot of one of its ABC co-productions, um, who, who does like the Goldbergs, it was pulled aside and the producer asked him uh, that they're developing a TV sh- series and asked if he would reprise the role. And he Ned, said, yeah. Ned Ryerson! Ned. <laughs> I can throw that guy in the puddle, wouldn't you, man? You drown him in it. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this. this, this I mean, is, though, mate, the problem with that is you just, it's the same thing every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same old shit every week. I know, but that's what, that's what this current um, climate is like. I think, I think, Lockdown. so here's my issue with this. I think it's a really, it's a brilliant idea because it's one that's been used, the, the formula of deja vu and repetition yeah. has been used in so many different things. Like, my missus hadn't seen um, Edge of Tomorrow before. Right, okay. And we watched that a couple of weeks ago and that film is fucking brilliant. And how it uses that mechanic is so clever. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be hard, as you said, to put it in a TV show. Well, it's like the only comparison I can I can link it to that's quite similar is Westworld. So right. there was the first couple of episodes of Westworld were, you know, these 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 androids are are waking up or being reactivated every single day and starting to realise something that it's quite you know they they relive in the same issue. Right. Um. Or they're programmed to die at a certain point and they just start back up again. Um. But this is all I say. This TV show is just rumoured though. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not like there's nothing in production or... So this is what I wanted to ask, right? So <clears throat> I'll, if it happened, like in a crazy fucking situation, it, I see that advertised on TV, I would probably sit down and watch it. Is there any film you can think of that would be good as a TV series? Because it's weird. You've seen you've seen occasionally TV shows have become films, i.e. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. But it's I mean, like not not Mission not Impossible, in the, fucking hell. I not in the same sort of like, like aspect. I know what you're saying about yeah. like it's the names Groundhog Day, the TV shows gonna be mm. Groundhog Day. But yeah. you do get like obviously Sopranos, one of the most iconic things. It's obviously it's obviously S- based. Sean do, you, Sean, do you like Sopranos, mate? Bloody <laughs> love it. It's so good, and if you've never seen it, stop listening. <laughs> go away right now. But it's um that's obviously based around the films like The Godfather and stuff yeah, because yeah. it's so iconic mm. and, and there's a lot of story to tell there but what I'm asking is how are you going to do it with Groundhog Day like, as you said it repeats it's like it's, it's the same thing every week same thing every week you'll be watching the same thing yeah nah. or, else, uh, or else if they break it down like, not that way kind of stretch it out as you said like um, like one episode is like, like kind of the first the hour yeah yeah and then the, the second episode, but it's, that's going to be like... Well, then how do you split? Because it's like, surely, if we're really getting into it now, you would only have one season. Surely. Because if you had two, what, it's the next day and he's still stuck in it? Or I, I just, it, I feel like it would wear off or would it be, so quickly. Or would it be Groundhog Day and certain events, if that makes sense? So say it's Groundhog Day where he meets her. And then next season is Groundhog Day. A kid. I know. I'm just. No. I yeah. Know, yeah. I, I know just, you winced there, but I, like. No. I think. I think it's. I just think it's such a. It's such an idea. I, I don't know. I feel like it's such an ill-fitting idea or premise for a TV show of all things. Well, he, coming for the guy that doesn't like reboots and sequels and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. What would your art take? Would your art take a TV show, or would your art take a remake? Well, weirdly, right. So. Talking about the, in, the dynamic. In this, in this case, I would rather take a remake as much as. As a film? Yeah. Right. As much as obviously as I love like the original and. Yeah. Like, Bill Murray's obviously outstanding. Um, He's alright. Not bad. Yeah. I'm joking. 
He's um, obviously a god. <laughs> he is an absolute legend. But um, I, I think I would rather take that. I think I'd rather take a remake of it right. rather than a TV show. Because mm. look how, I mean, what do we know? There are two guns, two beers deep, <laughs> belly full of pizza. We know nothing. We know nothing. And um, also there must be some talks behind the scene if that... I mean, he's that the 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 co-stars only obviously been asked a question. Yeah. Um, but again, you never know. What's weird is I never and is and people will obviously know this is that Steven Zablowski is also in Memento. And that is it. He? He's the guy that um, injects his wife every so often. She kills him. Oh, she kills right, right, right. I just thought it was so funny that she's in, he's in two films about repetition, <laughs> which is mad. Just like so. He's just making money off it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Uh, We'll see. There's also, interestingly, to, to go off topic a bit, there's a, I don't know where it'll come to us in like the UK, but there's a film coming on Hulu, um, which is like the streaming channel in America. Yeah, I've never watched much on Hulu. Well, I've not. It's not available here. Oh, is it not? No. But I mean, it's not available here. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so there's a film coming out, Palm Springs, which has got um, Andy Samberg in. Right, okay. And it's uh, Andy Samberg and Christy Mil- Miliotti, who... She's been in a few things. She was in a really good TV series called Modern Love on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, have you all seen that? No. Right, really good series. Um, like, basically each episode is different character stories and it's just related to love and how the variations of you can feel it and whatever. It's a really good series. I'd recommend it. But it's basically, she's a, a guest going to a wedding and she turns up and the morning after the wedding, she meets Andy Sandberg there. She, like, hits it off perfectly and he he takes her to what looks like a cave with like a portal in it right she not like passes out wakes up the following morning it's the same day and he's basically he's he's roped her into it he's like look I can't I can't live this it's all been a sham he's like you need to I I can't live like this by myself and she's like so you've basically pulled me into a fucking loophole but um, J.K. Simmons is in it as well as an older guy who's still who's also in the same situation but he looks fucking great and again a great use of that mechanic in something else because that's what I'm for that's what I'm for I, I don't mind to see a film do a repetition of something over and over again that's why you've got Memento that's why you've got Edge of Tomorrow and, and Groundhog Day yeah. I don't want to see another Groundhog Day in another version of it I just just give me something different um, I know but it's a hard thing you kind of and it's I suppose not because there's clear examples that would suggest that it's I mean, those are films though yeah but so to counter that um, Russian Doll so, so there's a Netflix series called Russian Doll that it's the same mechanic. Is that the, she, she, that's the uh, um, American Pie on yeah. Susan New Black? Yeah. yeah, so she keeps, I think, uh, she keeps dying. Yeah. Um, well, that's that, that, um, that film called Happy yeah. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. That is fucking brilliant. That is good. I but was so again, su- such a great idea. I was so surprised that. by how well that was. Like, I thought yeah. it was just going to be one of those, like, kind of. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was really good. So um, cleverly used. Yes, definitely. And it was like the kind of. I think when a lot of people went to like watch that, they thought mm. it's going to be like a kind of like, scream. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be quite. Which it is to an extent. But it's funny. Scream and scream again. Yeah, um, but it's funny. It's like, yeah, it's, do you funny. know what I mean? Like, it's well written, it's mm. well acted. Do you know what I mean? Did you see uh, the second one? No, I haven't seen it. So, Happy Death Day to You is she wakes up, and I think it's the next morning, it's the next day. So she's she's out of that loop. Right, okay, she's pulled she's back into a new one. one. Yeah, really fucking good. Like, but it pushes it even further. Like, she's like, "Fuck it, I'm stuck here. I might as well just, just use it." Just so she does up. stuff like she just goes skydiving without a parachute. And <laughs> like, I would do that, but wouldn't you? But it's that, and it's that great montage of Groundhog Day where Bill Murray's like letting the fucking groundhog drive ah, the car and stuff. It's class. just like it's a great film. Great. He's film. just like sitting eating all the food in the cafe and just doesn't move. What would you do? 
This is a discussion we had at Ooh. work. People that people listen, people from if work. I do, if I could do, like, can I? But stuck in this. So like, give me a scenario. Then. Right. So you've woken up. Yep. And you've been told. Yeah, you've woken <laughs> up. This that you. Everyone knows what signal he's just given me. <laughs> no one, signal? no one that's listening to this knows. What, everyone knows what hand signal has just happened. So he's woken up. He's done whatever hand yeah. signal he's referring to. That I'm not going to tell you, but you know. Um, and you've been told that whatever you do in the next 24 hours won't matter because you'll start all over again tomorrow. And I, but it's not. So my scenario is not a Groundhog Day, but it's like you will live you will live one day twice yeah. so what would you do with it I'd become the best barber in the land you've got literally a day a day 24 hours what would you do you would do all that stuff but wouldn't you you would like rob a bank I'd rob a bank steal a car and it also to clarify I'd, I'd, I'd to clarify for this the biggest guy and, and I'd like square go <laughs> fucking come ahead son and then I would just like every day I would get better no, and better you know, you know, so I've only got one day. You've only got one day, oh. yeah. No, I definitely wouldn't fight Billy, you know what I mean? Yeah, but um, so to clarify, sorry, to clarify, when you wake up the next day, yeah. so so, you, so so for example, you will wake up on Monday, yeah. you will then wake up the next morning and it, will be, and it will be Monday again, <laughs> yeah. but then it will just go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday after that. Ah, oh, so you only get one day. So, so you've got one day to redo. Because my thing, no matter what job you have, yeah. you probably won't have this, no matter what job, I would punch a manager. Yeah. I mean, you can still do that. No, you don't need to have a lot of... Yeah, but, yeah, but also to wake up the following day and they've got no, there's no ramifications of it. I'd Also, I'd crash a car. I would probably... I'd do something fucking mad. Aye. But it's the fact that I'd you... I'd do something illegal. Right, okay. Because you know... like I, I, love, I love this fucking episode, by the way. I know. <laughs> it's like, obviously, that's everybody sort of day to day. They, they, yeah, they yeah. live by the law and it's yeah, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. maybe, so you'd litter, yeah? Yeah, me too, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I would... <laughs> packet of quavers on the side like just like getting a finger to close and walking away it's like Vince McMahon walk <laughs> um, but uh, you would do something illegal you yeah. like, rob a bank's perfect do you know what I mean like mm. just you, you'd have to, if you only get one day out of it it'd have to be something that gives you a buzz do you know what I mean mm. like uh, jumping out of plane that's, that's yeah. obviously a good example of what she did and jumping out of plane in the parachute yeah. do you know what I mean crazy because it's probably the closest thing you'd get to flying even though you're Holy falling shit. with style. Oh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> um, but aye, that's probably true because everybody wants to fly and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, aye, that's probably a good shoot actually. Skydiving through a parachute or robbing a bank. Mm. Yeah. There'll probably be a lot of stuff. If you've got, well, that's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll do it this weekend. If you've got any recommendations, we'll, we'll put a, like a poll up or something. Yeah, we'll ask a question and you, you guys can... Um, uh, raise a, raise a question. Yeah, send us a DM. So if you go to Instagram at This Is Real Good UK, we want your best suggestions. Yeah, for what you would do in twenty four. If you only had twenty four hours, just just twenty four hours. Only twenty four hours. It didn't last for any longer, as what I originally thought. <laughs> what would you do? That's a good one. That's good. I quite like that. So I I did this at work, right, mate. The suggestions that came through, I was like, that's a bit, that's a bit concerning. Like, like, yeah, just uh, like oh, you're like calm down, Eric. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I always knew he was suspect. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is the guy back in your the box. guy when the news report happens? He's like, "Did you ever think?" He'd be like, "Yep, yep. definitely knew it." Was yeah. it? <laughs> oh, aye, hundred percent. Did you ever think you were going to get caught? Aye, but I just thought, "Fuck it." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Would you kill? Carpe someone? DM. Would you kill someone for a day after? Don't answer that. Please don't answer that. Um, but yeah, more news. More news. Go, 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 more go, go, news. Go. We have um, 
the Billy's boys are back. Not those Billy boys. Right. But the boys <laughs> season two. Oh, yes. The trailer got released for it. Well, like, it, was like a, it was like the first five minutes, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, aye, but it's like, I think everybody's it's still fucking grim. Buzzing, do you know what I mean? So, um, so obviously, for anybody that's not seen it, it's obviously based around a band of superheroes called The Seven, the super team, and obviously they're owned by a big corporate company. And you've got Billy, Billy Butcher, excuse me, um, him and his band of vigilantes are basically going up against them. And it's, it's like, when I first seen The Boys, it, I, there was only the only thing I said to kind of get people hooked on it was mm. it's superheroes for adults 100% that is what it is so that's what that's what they sell it as right and it's just fucking all systems it's go, man. just mad so I was buzzing for this I mean, I was buzzing for the first season for ages as soon as it got an episode I haven't heard of the first well, season well I so so there's um, a comic book shop in, in Knotts that I used to go to called right. uh, Forbid- well not Forbidden Planet uh, page 45 Heaven forbid I missed I missed that if anyone's listening, Oof. probably not. But anyway. Last one listener. Like yeah, gone, just gone. Tomorrow. But basically I went in one day and I said, Look, I need that was it. I'd finished um Preacher, which coincidentally has been made into a TV series, yeah. I mean, and then Joe Gilkin is um amazing preacher. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh, Great actor. Yes. Like As, it, everything he's been in. Yeah, he's untouchable. Outstanding. And mm. he's actually done that new show. I've not seen Brassic. it. He's, he's, he like, wrote it and stuff. Wow, like, fucking hell. So he's involved heavily in that. I, I was watching, I'm talking about an interview that the other day. But anyway, I so but back yeah. to so I voice. So I finished Preacher, because it was like 10 volumes, and I said, look, I've read this, it's wicked. What else What other, What else do you recommend? And they said, oh, this has just come through. Probably. We're really enjoying it. And I was like, right, okay. And I started reading it, and it was like, I was absolutely fucking blown away. More to the point, interestingly, did you know that in the book, Huey is actually Scottish? Oh, bastards. And it starts, the girlfriend incident in the I first start, episode. I'm starting my movement. The, the girlfriend incident starts at a fair in Glasgow. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really weird. Why, that's why, so like, that's why as why well. Why is that? Like, is there, oh, I think they were worried about language barrier or whatever. <laughs> well, mate, they fucking, I remember recently, well, a while ago when The Bodyguard came out, you know, on BBC. Yeah. There was big issues in America because they were confused. He's, why. he's on the third road. Well, also. they were confused because he kept calling her mum, and he was like, "Why is they not related?" Mum, yeah. So even that, I can know. you imagine a fucking Glaswegian in an American Amazon TV show? They're like, "What the fuck?" I don't understand how that is because we call our mum's man. I have no idea. But anyway, so so, yeah. so they swapped. So they swapped locations. That's why also Simon Pegg is Huey's dad because in the book Huey was modelled off Simon Pegg for when he first started printing. And right. I'll show you next time you come around. I'll Does show you the Scottish accent. Hey. Does a good Scottish Yeah, he does all right. Yeah. Star Trek is a bit iffy. Goes, it goes up and down. Yeah. But um, just a great fucking book. Like, unreal. The great thing is, straight away, the plot of the ending of season one, I'm not going to spoil it for those that haven't seen it, but the very last frame of yep. season one has completely deviated from the book. A lot. I heard, I heard in, somebody in, talk about that. Like, in a way where I was like, holy fuck. Like, and I think that's brilliant because Preacher tried to do it in the same way where Preacher, the first episode where the church, uh, the first episode where the church blows up. Um, you find that with comic books though? Like, yeah. I mean, what I think is that, a classic example. Yeah. And like I think... They just change it so much and you get a lot of fans going, oh, for fuck's sake. Well... But, I think sometimes it can pay off and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. For the boys particularly, it's done brilliantly. Oh. Because like the Deep, for example, the, the Aquaman character, for those that don't know, right? So to put it in perspective, when Sean refers to it as a duel, there's like, in the comics, there's like a Batman equivalent who's um, uh, um, an infomaniac who yep. 
there's one guy who gets caught with um, putting a hamster in places he shouldn't be Mm-hmm. Um, honest to God like the book and this is what I mean there's so many different characters where I'm like I can't wait for that person to turn up or that person to right. turn up because of how well they're doing so far um, but yeah the second season I mean the first the first five minutes got released because um, they announced it was coming out in September was it last week? it was last week, last yeah. week yeah. and the first five minutes that have come out is so just full on I know um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's insane man like obviously the, the big thing um that was obviously about Amazon because it's going to be an Amazon Prime yeah yeah um, and it's going to be the, weekly as well rather than oh is it yeah so the first season when it came out Netflix well Netflix doing. do a whole binge don't they like Ozark when season 3 came out was all they, of they it they do do like every so often Pearson stuff you yeah that, that's like weekly I think they test the water because I think I think they weren't expecting how much of a success the boys was yeah and went you know what we're going to trickle this out and do it once a week which is fine because that's it's a I mean, the first season was so good. Yeah. My only issue is fucking Carl Urban's accent is dire. But he's he's always been like in some kind of. I mean, I think in uh, like Judge Dredd and that as well. Just, well, Dredd, no, like, Dredd was fine. Yeah, yeah no, but that's like that, Christian Bale, remember? Yeah, but that's that's tone. That's not an actual accent. Like he yeah. tries to do a Cockney accent, and it's terrible because. But that's the same as what I'm talking about. Earlier. Like you talked about like Scottish accents. Yeah. And, and when you hear your own accent on television, it's unless weird. it's done perfectly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the cast and that, and it is, as you say, like Carl Urban, um, and you've got like, uh, Giancarlo Esposito back as the CEO. Right, so, who just seems to put his name to anything. It's like, God tier, just nah, stepped yeah, I, I just up. Think he's, he's, he, he plays that role well, though. But they also, the interesting thing is, news has now recently got out that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's uh, Negan in Walking Dead and comedian from Watchmen, is... is Gonna maybe be in season three. Now I don't know what capacity because obviously maybe he's one of the the superheroes that well, you're talking about. So in the book, Billy reports to someone um, who is like almost like if if the, this this group of the boys is the golden era, <clears throat> yeah, like he was the silver era. You know what I mean? He was, okay. he was the he was the seventies boys like group. It's and then like Watchmen or not? Almost like yeah, almost like um, K from Men in Black. Do you yeah, know what I mean that yeah, sort yeah, of dynamic, yeah. but piece of shit. So Jeffrey D. Morgan, as we know, can play a piece of shit yeah. he wants to. Give um, him a bat. Yeah, just give him a bat for God's sake. Um, but yeah, man, I can't, I I'm really excited. Paul Mander is back. Yeah. Oh, mate, that was another thing. Like, I've I think it was such for for what it did. Whilst it was hilarious in some points, mm-hmm. I think it really made you fear these characters. Like. Yeah. I the, th- but I think that's obviously they play that whole like, facade like, in the public and it's like oh he's the it's thing switch and then he just like as soon as they close the door when yeah. he's like stop talking to press and he goes in he's like scumbag yeah fucking asshole yeah. that and well it's not that so so to, for people that don't know the premise is that the boys work as a like almost like a black ops CIA so team vigilante kind of who, because well they're, they're funded they're funded yeah but they survey superhero activity yeah. for people that are using too much so for in the book there's a bit where they're monitoring a superhero orgy where prostitutes are getting like passed around and they're having to trade them in because when you've got like a speedster that goes a bit too fast on certain things <laughs> yeah. you know and there's like the there's a scene well it's like the scene it's the scene in the first season where they're walking through a nightclub and there's like an Ant-Man superhero who runs off a table and jumps between jumps a woman's in. legs yeah. and, and just like, like a stretch Armstrong like arms yeah and he's and just he's going like, to town on various people yeah. And it's that's the sort of that's the sort of tone. It's not your fucking. It's yeah. not your kids' Marvel film nah. at all. It's definitely. I mean, I Marvel think after obviously dark. I know what you're saying, but I'm sure everybody by now like 
if they are into superheroes oh you should be watching this definitely should be watching it but then I think more to the point if you're not into superheroes you should be watching this because I know a lot of people that go I'm not into comic books I'm like this is so far removed from what you would expect it to be that's why it's so good and going back to the heroes are the villains so these imagine if Captain America was an absolute scumbag and you know there's a brilliant sequence and it's terrifying where they try and sort out a hostage situation on the plane and it goes absolutely south. Yes, that's, that was one of the big bits. And like, it's horrific. Yeah, because definitely. they don't know what they're doing, and they have to just abandon the plane. And it's they're just like, see ya. Yeah, but then you think like, is it, but the the I can't remember the the woman and the um, it's not the Amazonian Queen Maeve. Yeah, she's like pleading them to say yeah, like let's stay. She's, surely you think if. If he, if he has that sort of Superman character, yeah. then surely he should be able to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but We've it's, seen him put but a, it's a the mishaps. Jenny in the ballpark, do you know what I mean? Well, so, yeah. um, but I think it's a, it's a case of it can't be asked. Do you know what I mean? That's his true sort of self, if that he's, makes sense. Yeah, he's like... He, he, he's, he's just like, it's not worth it. Yeah, there's not enough, there's not enough time. Yeah, he's like, I'm eating at three o'clock. Or <laughs> that, you know what I mean? like, but yeah, just basically, fucking recommended. So it's out in September, you've got plenty of time to watch the first season. You have already. Um, but fuck yeah Buzzing. once a week but more on TV because Amazon seems to be fucking going to, be to TV, town TV 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 well, do you know what I mean you, well, I know. that's what I'm saying obviously because the, all the films are delayed and yeah. there isn't much coming out it's all kind of TV releases or new TV shows and these all the it must be easier to kind of schedule them I suppose maybe but I think I think you were talking about this earlier talking about um, mainstream actors coming to TV yeah um, not on the podcast money. but like not only that but I think like you say you've got a solid role for X amount of time and yeah. you can do that but not only that I think I've, I've read num- or watched numerous interviews with certain actors where they've talked about how they love the idea of a TV show because it gives them so much time to really invest into that character and really get to know them and flesh them out and be a week a week by week basis yeah, sometimes going. that can be a bad thing yes and no but like because if it drags on or like for instance classic example Walking Dead yeah so many characters in it mm. that you've got to build those relationships each character's yeah. story and their relationships together Game of Thrones did it a wee bit mm. do you know what I mean I, I remember hearing a lot of people um, had been like oh it was a bit of a slow episode this mm. week but you're always going to get that you're always going to get the first one or two episodes is going to start off with a bang yeah. and then it's going to build the story and then you're going to have the big finale at the end 100%. one or two parts that's I, just the way it is I don't know I think I think yeah, you're right. To an extent, and then even with films, do you? like you get a film, build a story, mm. and then it gets to the big finale and the end. That's just mm. the way film and TV works. But I think but it's how it's done. Yeah, that's the I most th- important thing. I think when you look at you know HBO prime example where, um, I think it was Big Little Lies, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep, I'm not Zoe Kravitz. That, that's fucking brilliant amazing. series, man. Amazing. And it's like all these people have decided they want to make a TV show just. It's got to be. It's got to be big box. It man. might be. Money, it might be money made, but I think it comes down to. There's a reason that like Anthony Hopkins. I don't know if you know about this. Anthony Hopkins once wrote a letter to Brian Cranston, saying that his performance as Walter White was one of the best performances he's ever seen in yeah. his career. Fucking Hannibal Lecter has sent you a letter saying, "Good job." Yeah. That's clear that you know, and he wasn't. He wasn't a, a big star before. You know, the biggest thing he did before Breaking Bad really was Malcolm in the Middle. Know. Have you seen that video they did? They made a special. Um, little short where Hal from Malcolm Middle wakes up and he's like oh god I had this horrible dream oh, that I was a fucking no, school teacher no, like Lois and Lois is there and everything and it's like Probably. basically straight after Breaking Bad finished and he's like, he wakes up and he's like 
God, I had this nightmare that I was a school teacher and I had to turn to drugsters that like sold my fucking like medical bills. <laughs> and I can't bother yeah, yeah. Pants. And she's like, and she's like, um, uh, what does he say? She goes to bed and he says something like, I'm the one who knocks or something then goes yeah. back to sleep. She's like, what? And he's like, nothing. Go back nothing. to bed. And it's, it's really fucking funny. He's um, such a good actor and go back to like, as you said there, like, having that show for nine, like 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Again, it can be a curse or a, or a blessing. Mm. Like, for instance, like Brian Cranston still goes out and make good films because he's such a good actor. Mm. But then you think of like Game of Thrones and stuff, and like, obviously um, Jon Snow. Yeah. I mean, he's tried Get to make a few yeah. films, and it's he's got that like. I mean, I've seen I've seen a fall recently. He's cut his hair and stuff. Right. He's like he's, he's shot back in his and, and he's obviously trying to reinvent. And you like it's all right. I'm cool. like, man, it's like a bowl cut, hashtag bowl cut. <laughs> um, but that's that, I think that's where you've got to kind of weigh up your options yeah. and go did I do TV for 10 years and make a fortune mm. or did I do one film make a fortune as well but mm. you're only working for 6 months a year suppose. and then you've obviously got to go and find more jobs it depends how yeah because you've got to find a job after a couple of million no but you know, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean to no, be I like I, I mean, to stay credible yeah, to stay credible to be like I mean obviously to be in the limelight and stuff mm. and that's obviously as much as they say that oh, they love making movies it's, it's the popularity game do you know mm. what I mean like they do it because it's they like to be loved at the centre of attention and stuff and, and that's obviously why they do it and then the TV shows you're going to get you're guaranteed that unless obviously if it gets cancelled but mm. you, you do TV shows for like six to nine seasons roughly on average mm. but and then sometimes you, if you do a TV show for say four seasons mm. and it ends like a classic example is Ozark they just announced that they're doing the fourth and final season yeah. albeit Jason Bateman is a massive star already. Yeah. But if he had somebody in that role playing the same sort of part and gave the same performance and cut it after four years... Yeah. That person would be done. No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think they would be done. I think it would it would boost their career, if that makes sense. I suppose, but then at the same time, I feel, I do feel... I can appreciate what you're saying in terms of money-wise and, and yeah, they, you know, I suppose the price tag does help, but I just... I think... I think there are more actors out there than you think that just do it of their own integrity of going. Jason Bateman, from my understanding, basically saved up money to make that show. Yeah. So that in itself, I mean, Ozark, if you haven't seen it, it's fucking yeah, amazing. It's I've, incredible. I've only just, so I've only, I, I said to you, I've only, I've, for some reason, I'd, we held off season three for ages. I don't know you why. You just watched it then? So I've only just, I've only, we're here, we are two episodes in, I think. Mate. It's so good. I know. Well, I know like that. The first two like, seasons are incredible. The first two seasons are incredible. The third season is just like, it just kind of like peaks, man. But I think it's. I think as well. I think it's the reason. You know, we talk about why do actors go to TV. I think it is shows like The Sopranos and Breaking yeah. Bad, where you know, Sopranos. What was it? Six seasons or five seasons? Yeah. Six seasons. And six, yeah. The the fucking plethora of characters in that show that are you you know. You tell me the last film the guy that played Syl was in. I know. You know, and admittedly, but they, they've obviously no, but they, but sorry, to, just to interject, like the reason what I'm getting at is big film stars must look at shows like that, and that's why Andy, Anthony Hopkins writes letters to Brian Cranston because yeah, because they look, at, and that's why Anthony Hopkins is probably in Westworld. You know, sure. you know, they go down, they don't go down, they transfer over purely because as well. You think of the amount of we've just we've just reeled off Ozark, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos. We'll throw the wire in there. Pretty, uh, big Little Lies. Yeah. They are all original, not franchised, not remade, not reboot. You think of it as an actor, go, I'm tired of being a fucking superhero. Or yeah. I want to be... Perfect example, uh, Chris Evans doing 
you know finished Avengers Endgame and is was on uh, defending Jacob Apple TV's yeah. latest show. So I think they look at it and go, I want I want a car- I want something that's not got an IP next to it to do something completely but different. You think that's to get away from it though, so yeah, they don't 100%. get typecast because of, like we were talking there about like Jon Snow, he's he, yeah. he'd done a few films well, after then, it, but he never he's he hasn't done anything since. I think I think it all comes down to frustratingly I don't mean to shunk it Harrington at all but like it's capability I just call him Jon Snow I know well you know but like but like Daniel Craig still did films in between all of his Bond films Chris Evans has still done yeah. Chris Evans somehow squeezed, squeezed Snowpiercer shit say that fast um, in between Captain America I always, films I always think back to like the, the TV show Entourage have you ever watched that yeah and it's like the main character and um, he also does like the kind of serious roles and then mm. he wants to do like a comedy Aquaman. role and he wants to do that and they're just like nah you yeah. can't do it because that's not your thing mm. and that must happen yeah, 100%. I mean? well, like, unless you've that. got that clout like um, like Captain America and all that sort of stuff Chris Evans <laughs> no no I call him by the character's name oh, you were going to say I call him by his real name <laughs> <laughs> no that's his real name is it? Um, but, um, and then if you've got that clout to say no I am doing this or you're Jason Bateman and you save up the money do but you know it's, I mean? it's interesting though to think like what there are times when yeah when I can appreciate like we you mentioned Bloodshot today yeah. Vin Diesel prime example of a guy who, I mean, who I is know a lot of people probably would, but. who is one note you you go to see Vin Diesel you know is like getting. yeah Vin Diesel is like Arnie you went to see a film yeah. and you knew what he was getting yeah. however Arnie did films like much to his you know he did stuff like Twins and Juniors and stuff but like Last Action Hero is a fucking great testament great to Arnie Jingle taking the, the piss out of himself Jingle All The Way is a bit low, lower tier to be honest but like uh, Arnie did a film I don't know if you saw it called Maggie I haven't seen that but fucking great I have heard like it's maybe he's, he's not like kind of action it's kind of no it's very series. much he's so it's it's set like a post-apocalyptic yep. zombie world right and he's street. and he's yeah and his daughter's been bitten and it's how he deals with that right okay and it's like this is Arnie and he, yeah. I think he probably shoots about two people in the whole film in self-defence it's not I'm gonna walk through a fucking yeah, pile of bodies. And he's yeah. dodge bullets and stuff. But I think I think there are times where you can have an actor that will go, "No, I'm gonna do this instead." And whilst I agree to an ex- to, to a limit where people say we have different views. Next. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I think it's interesting <laughs> that when you say the entourage example of like, "No, no, you can't do that. That's not your yeah. sort of gig." For me, I would personally not not as an actor, but like as an audience member, I would be more intrigued to see them do that. Because it is outside their box. Does that make sense? Yeah, but and then going back to the entourage thing, it does um, Medellin, which is right. um, what you call him? Escobar, right? Yeah, and it flops, right? Okay, because he's not seen in that role. He's like a heartthrob, but yeah. he's a superhero, mm. and that's his. That's his, that's what he's famous for. And that's yeah, why he's yeah. made all his millions, and he's an A-lister. As soon as he does that, Medellin, it fucking, mm. it just flops, and not a lot of people touch him after it. All studios and that, like mm, your last film is because yeah. that's what they kind of. They it must, sticks to you like they glue, must credit you after that what was your last film do you know what I mean yeah, you're only as good as your last are like, they are they a bankable star anyway? yeah. yeah what was the last thing you did let me see it mm. Mm, don't like it do you know what I mean yeah. so old barber and saying you're only as good as your last haircut <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, that's a shammer <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah but we went on way off topic because we were talking very, about um, Amazon have also got Fallout as a TV series which I'm I, have you played these? no right I haven't played them either uh, they're making a, a TV series out of the Fallout games neither of us know anything about it it's nuclear um, if you like Fallout you'll probably enjoy it go and google it you'll probably be <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> if you like Fallout, Google it. All right, the news story, not the actual game. I was like, I'm sure they'd know. No, no. Um, but yeah, if it's never, it never did appeal to me. Is that, is no. That, as a game um, so for those for those that don't know Fallout was a open world like role playing game where it's set in like nuclear post nuclear yeah. like Fallout hence I suppose the, 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 the kind of big thing that's obviously in the news is um, it's the Westworld creators are obviously writing the TV show right so that's um, what it was based on from the game um, it's, it's going to be on Amazon as well and it's obviously it's being adapted at the moment so I don't, don't think there is any um, dates or anything like that yet. So that's all the news that's been happening. It's really up and down, all over the shop, just like this podcast has been for the past. That's what happens when you um, get excited because you're seeing something in the flesh in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm not naked, he's just not seeing no. right. Just, yeah. <laughs> There's something through Discord, so that's why. Yeah. I was like, do we need to use Discord? Do we need to wear headphones? Nope. Nope, don't need to do anything. And that's the life we live. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited for a few of those things, man. Yeah, I'm keen. Especially, I mean, the, probably the top one for me would be um, the boys, mm. um, and then I'll I'll give LaBeouf the Latino a shot, Groundhog Day, yeah. Fallout, yeah. Yeah. but it's 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 obviously a lot to go through. But mm. the the big thing that we did this week was, um, I mean, for us and probably many other people in the world, I think this is heavy news. Um, it was the 35 year anniversary of Back to the Future, and it's yeah. so we did. So we did. We did a quiz on uh, Friday that went up. Um, I got one of the questions wrong. Had to quickly go back in time and change yeah. everything about it. I'm sorry for all those that equalised and noticed it. Got some good scores in. Got a few tens. Um, got a one at one point, which I really? thought was fucking hilarious. Jeez. Yeah, but I was like, you've never seen the film clearly. Um, yeah. But like my other half so never seen it. mate it's 35 years old that film <sighs> I mean it's older than it's older I mean, than both of us by a couple of years when I when I watched it like the other night on Friday um, I still laughed like I mean full on like laughing as if yeah, it was yeah. like, the first time I'd seen it yeah um, my, a couple of my pals seem to think that I'm one of those laugh out loud people yeah yeah no matter how many times some people think that or some people fucking know that everybody knows that <laughs> Don't talk shit. <laughs> probably, probably people on the other side of the world to like, is that Sean laughing again? Um, but yeah, so it's when I watched it, it was just, it's just it's such a good film, man. Like from start to finish, the music, the characters, the whole premise. It, it's just when we when can, when's your earliest memory? You think or what age do you think you first saw it? I think I probably seen it in like I'm going to say when I was about ten years old. So right. probably. In, Oh, really? I yeah. Really? Sort of yeah. No, I, I remember like I remember um, my old man putting it on and stuff. Um, and as soon as I seen it, I just thought amazing. Do you know what I mean? What's like, funny is it's definitely one of those films that when you watch younger, you were like, "Wow, what a crazy world this yeah. guy's in!" And then you watch it older, and you're like, "That that dude's mum just kissed him." Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was watching it with Leslie and, and right. we were like, and she's like, "Is that his mum?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Ah," oh, she's like. So weird, and I'm like, it's the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's got away with it. The thing is, I don't think it's a case if you get away. Because that was it. a big, that was a big thing, by the way. Like when it happened for the production of right. the film, when they were like shooting it. Right. The, um, they obviously there was certain things that they, as they do, and and films and the studios and that they take this in and put that out. Like yeah. the, the dog was meant to be Einstein was meant to be a chimp. Yes, I remember and hearing that. Like, That's not going to work. Well, fucking Eric Stoltz, man. So, so Michael J. Fox wasn't even the first choice for Mark Eric Stoltz, um, and they filmed chunks of it. Well, there's only I see. I've read this the other day. There's only one scene that he's still in, 
Yes. And it's the bit where he jumps into the Lorraine after like the yeah. the, the Libyans come. Yeah. And that's what do you him. think? The Libyans! <laughs> um, so he's the, that's the only scene that he's in. And Johnson also um, Biff, Tom, Tom F. Wilson, um, he says that when he gets like sucker punched in the that's, carpet, that's, that's Eric stops, stops his hands, yeah. Um, but I mean, see when you think, like you, when I've seen the video comparisons and stuff, yeah. I mean, Eric Stokes with dyed black hair. No, but it's, I think it's weird, like, and the, even, the, even the costumes there, but I don't know if that's because we've seen Back to the Future yeah, and it's iconic with the, with the life preserver. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Life preserver? Um, don't think he's going to drown. Life preserver. <laughs> um, and then you see the kind of the costumes that they put Eric Stokes in and stuff. Mm. Apparently he took a massive fit like when they got fired for that. Spielberg went up to him and basically he was so like, you're not a good fit. No, so Eric Stokes was like a method actor. Right. So obviously he was coming up for the whole Teenage Heartthrob yeah, yeah. films as was um, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. But um, he would say that everybody had to call him Marty even off camera. I know. It's a sci-fi film I'm like Camden and Eric. Yeah, it's mean? not like um, you're not Daniel Day-Lewis Lincoln. Spielberg come up to him and said Eric and he's like no I'm Marty and he's like no, no you're, you're not, not anymore <laughs> that's basically what happened right. apparently like he was trashed his whole like um, trailer trailer and stuff madness but the thing is like I so you're saying you were probably 10 I was probably young when I watched it I don't know what it is I, can't I think remember. that's I, when I remember watching it right fair I Going can't remember the age. specific age of, of watching I don't remember anything before 10 but I <laughs> god damn drink <laughs> um, but like cigarettes but, and alcohol <laughs> but I think like baby or Roger Rabbit. Well, it's like no, I was I was texting you because I was rewatching it on Friday, and it's so interesting. There's little things in it where I I associate it's fine. I associate stuff with like him walking in. It's just for one, it's an absolute masterclass in storytelling. Funny feeling this is going to be a long discussion. No, no, it's it, yeah, fucking yeah, oh, of course. Man. But it's like a masterclass in storytelling. But also, I remember stuff like I can hear. I, I feel like I could pinpoint the turning of a dial in that film yeah. like if I heard it somewhere else you know that yeah and he's turning up all the dials for the speaker yeah. and I remember, I think I texted you going or I think I even tweeted about it going I, I always had a fucking fascination with turning dials ever since that film because oh, it just looks so fucking yeah. cool and it's like all he's doing is turning dials but then stuff like you know as soon outfit, as I hear um, Hugh Lewis in the news yeah Immediately think about it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and it's, it's so funny though because like that was obviously. Was how many times does that song get used? And oh, it never gets well, old. He's in the film. He's the, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Guy's like, Sorry, kids, you're too, too damn loud. loud. Um, <laughs> but he's that. I mean, that song obviously went like, mental Massive for like, a couple of weeks in, in in the states and here. But it's funny though because you think of like that song, but you always people get com- confused when it's like Hugh Lewis and News and um, Chuck Berry Johnny Be Good yeah. you always think that's the song that he's playing yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not until you yeah. actually watch it again or you mm. hear it and you go no it's a different song mm. like, like, God, but you what's know. your what's your favourite <clears throat> moments or favourite things about it not necessarily even scenes because like I say the dial thing is boring as fuck but I just love it and I love I love weirdly like um, Danny Elfman's score for, not Danny Elfman fucking hell Alan Silvestri Alan Silvestri yeah. did the score for it who went eventually went to do fucking Endgame like Avengers yeah. Endgame and you you can he- almost hear that sort of almost like John Williams you can always spot a John Williams score Silvestri right. so I, I, my favourite thing it's not really in the film but right. it's about the film right um, is the fact that Bob Gale who wrote it yeah um, wrote it on the premise that he always wondered if he would befriend his dad in school right that's that's where this that's comes from and 
I don't know if it's when I was a kid and I maybe I seen Back to the Future and then thought about it, but I always used to think that with my dad. That's brilliant. Because I always used to like obviously yeah. I looked up to my dad, he was like my pal yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I, I always thought, yeah, my dad was pretty cool back in the day. Yeah. I always wondered if I'd be pals with him. And obviously the Back to the Future film's totally different. It's like his dad's like getting beat up and all that sort of stuff. Um and he's obviously got to go back and save the day. But that was my favourite thing about the film was that whole premise of would you be friends with your parents? Do you know what I mean? I yeah. know when we get to a certain age, we're teenagers and we're like, oh, fucking hate my parents. Like Kevin and Perry. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, fucking hate them. Mm. But when you're like younger than that, you can obviously you do idolise your parents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's obviously where he's come up with that idea. Mm. And I thought, such a good thing, because a yeah. lot of people must think it. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? And everybody's got a different kind of time travel. I wonder what it would be like to live in this time. Yeah. I wonder what it would be like to live in that time. Mm. Um. And it's just it just stands the test of time, man. It's just such a good film. I, I think mean, I've also got a Back to the Future tattoo that Nick only showed Nick about today. Yeah. Um, I, just, yeah I didn't know why he had to drop his trousers. It was on his arm. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like, I've, I've got a sore shoulder, Nick's rubbing my groin. <laughs> but, like, what's weird, you say it stands the test of time, mate. There are certain moments in that film that do not hold up. I can all. But right. So, so as, a, as a cult film, like. Oh, no, it's I mean, not cult, man. It's, it's cult. Like, no, but it's not cult. It's not even cult. You cult. Weird. cult. Cult. There you go. Cult. But like, cool, cool, cool. No, but it's like it's like I remember reading um for the thirty fifth anniversary Empire did a review of it and they said basically if you don't like Back to the Future you don't like cinema. Which is a fucking great statement. Yeah, because just... I don't think I I think it's a film anyone can take something from. Yeah. Because it works on just so many levels and I just there's just so many moments about it, mate. The car, the music, just yep. You know, I mean, at the end, is it, I think it's John DeLorean. He basically wrote him yeah. like a note saying, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they only made, like, some, like, a couple hundred thousand or something like mm. that, and they were all just like, boom, 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 yeah, go gone. On. Like, yeah. as soon as that film was out. Re- was it originally supposed to be a fridge? It was supposed to be a fridge, yeah. I, and obviously they, they used it in... Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah. yeah. So, um, the, yeah, the time originally the time machine was, it was a fridge. I was to the phone booth. I, well... It was before, wasn't it? So it wasn't yeah, really but I mean, like that kind of rough idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. But I, I think mean, perfect. It's when you think about the stuff, you're like, what could you change? Even if you go and look at the facts, and they were like, as you said, oh, they were going to make Einstein a chimp. Yeah. And you're like, eh, would that have done anything? It probably. It, it might have not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have changed it that drastically. No. I don't think. Mm. I think with the DeLorean and like when you go into the, the part two and stuff you've mm. got the, the sneakers and all that and these are all iconic things yeah, yeah. Like well it's like it's like the DeLorean is like the Harley to the Terminator do yeah. you know what I mean it's that 100%. you can't have one without the other yeah. um, but I just think just little things about it where I'm like I think it's so interesting that that film has not just defined like cinema as a whole like there's a, it's a staple in cinema history but it's it's literally affected further films that dealt with time travel because it's yeah. so it's so the storytelling in it is so brilliant that shot of of Marty walking through and looking at the dog food and the tea oh sorry the clock's all coming on the TV comes yeah. on uh, in other news the Libyan um, there was a recent robbery at a nuclear do you know what I mean yeah. and it's like little morsels get dropped yeah. all through the film to then it's like a pun it's like a joke right and every little bit then leads to a punchline mm-hmm. so the bit where he's on the back of the cars and parallels playing he goes past the diner that is now a gymnasium yeah but it's seconds it's not even a second on screen but it 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 sits itself so perfectly that when he goes back to the 50s and he's wandering around hill valley 
you start to see stuff and go, that's yeah. not there, that's moved, that's it's there. It's all the kind of little bits, as you say, like the kind of the little like um, east, uh, eggs. Not it's mean, not like, even Easter eggs. It's just like because there's one like as well a, where they when he gets back to fifty five. It's like the the mayor. Yeah, that's the guy at the end of the film yeah. on the bench. I'm gonna be mayor. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that old guy with the new, the newspapers mm. and stuff. He's the, that was the mayor back in fifty five. Yeah, so it's wee things like that, and you don't you don't re- realize it at the time until no. you've watched it like a handful of times. And I think probably have. But the thing is, I think as well the fact that they link it so further forward for the trilogy as a whole because it goes from the first back to the future like they could have they could have realistically just left the first one and instead no they go right we're going to paint a picture for three more films and just mash like just go wild and just some of the stuff that happens for the future films and you know even for it to be referred to in stuff like avengers yeah. where it's like you know it, this is an almanac situation of it, you know there's a film that came out that was literally called the almanac project about kids that invent a time travel machine and go back and they call it the almanac and it's just like it's just such, it's just I mean, it's been in like the simpsons yeah i think family guy in that as well it's obviously it's it's it's, it's a staple it's a stable yeah and um and people just love it man it's mm. like i mean i don't don't think there's many people listening who haven't seen it yeah do you know what i mean yeah um and I think what, what, this is a good thing for me. Okay. So, and I never knew this until like a couple of years ago or something. Like that, when they they've obviously made the films. Yeah. Um, there won't be any reboots. Yeah, they've said. Oh, yeah. I was like, fucking love Zemeckis. However, however, but they did make a musical. Like, yeah, but I mean that's not a. So, there's two things that I think are interesting, particularly from what we've talked about recently. Well, on this podcast, is how Michael J. Fox never got yeah. any never, never reached the height of his power as he was in Back to the Future True. to the point where have you seen The Frighteners love The Frighteners Frighteners is a great fucking Loved film it. but have you seen the outtakes no where he keeps referring to his co-star as Doc shut up I swear it? to god yeah and he can't he can't stop he keeps, keeps apologising I'm so fucking sorry I don't know why and I think it's probably because that film's got a very similar energy of a real romp like adventure romp and sort of thing and it's dealing with a, a, a not a, a supernatural sort of mm-hmm. issue literally with that it's obviously it's ghosts but so here's my thing right I I agree that you what you say of like they should never remake it however don't touch it I was watching it the other day and did you remake little bits is that what you're going to say the, no there's little parts in it where I'm like you know who else would be really good as so for one um, oh fuck I've completely forgot his name the guy that plays Biff Tom F. Mate, just flawed. He's he's the fucking MVP of that film Great. and the trilogy because yep. he goes through so many different characters. Hundred percent, and he's brilliant in it. I mean, don't get me wrong; they all play. Like, I mean, Matty plays his sister. And yeah, she, yeah. And but, she plays the mother, and then like. The, but it's like you're going to play one character for three films, and yeah. you're different in every single yeah. one. He's True. a he's a bully in every film, but yeah. he's different ever so slightly. Then they go back and he's like cleaning his car and stuff. But, so here's the issue with this. You know, I was like, it doesn't age well. There's something very uncomfortable about the guy washing your car is also the guy that almost tried to wait, rape your wife. I know. It's a bit iffy. But your punishment is <laughs> waxing the car. That's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, don't go to jail. Don't help pass going for like 200 pounds. Just wash my fucking but car. But he's like, oh, that Biff. Uh, what a character. Oh, I'm oh, like, oh, <laughs> Biff. But it's just like, yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think that's what's made. So what you're saying is all. These no, no, no. Like, I was I was talking about. Sorry, I was mentioning. He's he's irreplaceable. Yeah. Right. However, 
and I know you could argue People a lot. People have been replaced from him also. Yeah, but you could argue like Christopher Lee is not Christopher Lee. Jesus. Christopher Lee. Jesus. Christopher Lee is Doc Dra- Brown. Dracula and the yeah. Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> something problem with the Earth's gravitational uh, pull I in your future. Cannot do it. <laughs> but like I don't know why I thought um, that was what is weird. Cannot do it. <laughs> but like Christopher. Um, Christopher Lloyd as Dot Brown. I thought you were going to say Plumber. Yeah, like, just weird. Get through all the yeah. Um, you know, it'd be really good as a Dot Brown. Yeah. Michael Shannon. Yes. So I was rewatching. Uh, he's very good at accents. No, not only that, he's just good at fucking crazy eyes, man. Like there's, there's the there. great scene where um, old man Peabody has land as far as the yeah. eye can see, trying to have this crazy idea about breeding pine cones, and he yeah. like, he like snaps himself out of it. Like he does this thing where he goes. Oh, no one can see this, but he like he sort of like goes off because he's drifted yeah. off, and I'm like Michael Shannon would nail that definitely. Um, I think Michael J. Fox is legitimately the only irreplaceable. But per- well, him and Biff are the only people you could not swap. I think there's no one that could be a better Marty than Michael J. Fox. No, nope. Tom Holland maybe at a push. You don't know you were going to say that, and but you he's just, just knew it. But it is that he's got that great energy and the almost like yeah, he's kind of like kind of quite. The Sally situation's and, bigger than he yeah. is, and how does he deal with it? And I suppose that's a whole Spider-Man thing. That's the, the, the Peter Parker, yeah. With, with Peter Parker. Have you seen? The, have you character? seen? Have you seen the deep fake they've done of putting Robert Downey Jr.'s face on Christopher Lloyd and Tom Holland on? No. Mate, it's it's the whole scene of um, uh, there's a there's a ritual coming up, and he's yeah. like that whole scene they've put hit they put those oh, two okay. in it, and it's so good. But like you're right, I can I think. I mean, I know what you're saying. You now. know, lock this in a cupboard and keep but it. I think Christopher Lloyd and. Um, it was your fault. For me, are irreplaceable. irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think Their dynamics. Yeah, amazing. definitely. And it's like any time, as you say. I mean, I know you say like Michael J. Fox never went on to do much, and I mean Christopher Lloyd went on to do a few things like mm. Roger Rabbit and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. Uh, he was terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. But I mean, he never really fucking um, Adam's family. Fucking festival. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they never really went on to be like. Household names. Household names. Well, they were for that, yeah. and that was it. But then, even still to this day, obviously they are the kind of iconic mm. like duo and stuff. But they still do a lot for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They still um, love it. They, they still love each other too. Like mm. I mean, he was obviously um, Michael J. Fox is like the Parkinsons, yeah. um, and he's got like, a big foundation. Christopher mm. Lloyd like is heavily invested in that. That's amazing. Still the best of friends and stuff. So it's good to see that obviously Marty and Doc are still kind of. Yeah. Going Still knocking about, do you know what yeah. I mean? Still kicking boots, um, kicking back, uh, kicking boots, kicking boots. No, that's wrong. <laughs> kicking back. That's the Corona's fault. Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's a different film. Um, uh, but but yeah, overall, in a nutshell, it's just a classic. It is a classic. That's the only way to describe. Where it. would you Where would you rank it in the trilogy? What's your What's your order? Um, first, second, third. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, see, I love I love the second one. I know. I think a lot of people do like the second one because it's it's um it's got more of that kind of. I mean, I know it is obviously sci-fi with the whole time yeah, travel yeah. thing, but it's got like the, the hoverboards and the the, the yeah I think the, the trainers and stuff. Do you I know what I mean? I think it's it's weird. That's more in pop culture. Yeah, but the first one it might be seen as a better film. I personally, for me, it goes it you goes go two, two, one, two one three. It goes two one three yeah. purely because two for me. But three is very underrated. Three is very. It's underrated. almost like the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, I, but it's you, you get those like trilogies, and it's always like the third one's going to be like not as as good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 
but in some aspects it is good because it kind of wraps up the story or yeah. it's it's got some parts in it that you think that's pretty good you know what I mean mm. like it's also it's still a good film yeah it's not as good no but it's still good I think I think for me the reason the second one sticks out is because like I was saying how it so cleverly messes with time second one it just it just goes hell for leather at it and yeah. it's so clever in some of the stuff that it does 100%. and the whole how it how it manages to explain what's happening because it time travel the, the, you know I remember I don't know who read it I don't know who said it but I read it ages ago the second you introduce time travel into a story it completely fucks things up because it can undo stuff and yeah. it can cause errors and continuity the, the what quantum, what's that quantum real hang on no there. but it's like talking about Lost oh, how, okay. how Lost started to introduce time travel and shit Jesus. and it fucked things up but with with this particular like trilogy how it how in the second one Doc manages to explain what's going on and he's like no we need to go like we've gone here we've deviated he's yeah. like well why don't I go back he's like no because if you do you'll go back Change to that. our time travel yeah. and it, our, our timeline and it's just so like he does it with a chalkboard and two lines and that's yeah. it and I'm just like how you can manage to and also revisit the first film yeah. revisit specific scenes that you know and it just it's fucking brilliant man and the like third you one that, you see that at the end of it as well when he sees like, the Labines coming as well when yeah. he's like goes to Doc and yeah. he's like the, the and he's like I figured what the like, hell yeah so but I love Doc that. I was, knows his I, shit I think as well the, even at the end of the second one where he it literally goes back to the end of the, sorry the second one goes back to the end of the first yeah, one it's confusing so and Doc's, like, Doc's the DeLorean's literally just gone and he's like but no I, you've just gone back and he's like no but I'm back I'm back yeah. from the future I'm just like this is a fucking Aye. it's not like people go on about you know Star Wars um, I know what you're going to say here fucking godfather this is literally one of the best trilogies oh, ever made 100% it's crazy how good it is um, and I think and it, it's weird it's not I don't even think it's weirdly overlooked I just think it's not included because I don't know I've got no idea why but I just when people when you ask people what's your favourite trilogy or franchise or whatever Back to the Future doesn't get mentioned yeah. as much as you think it should because everyone must have seen it I, I mean um, guarantee you I watched it everybody around her age and mm, a bit older have yeah. seen it Obviously, people like kind of mid twenties that might have not seen it now. Do you know what I mean? Unless they're obviously kind of just to be people. Did for skateboards what took fourteen years before Tony Hawk put his name yep. on a game yeah. to make skateboards big again? That was a big fact in, yeah. in the film that um, he actually had to do a, a um, like a commercial to basically tell kids was, like, like wear kids, a helmet. No, to basically don't go on the back <laughs> of fucking people's trucks and police cars and sketch. Like, actually had to fill on like go and say this is a public service announcement. Do you know what I mean? Don't do this, class. But I mean, there's so many, so many things that we love about this film, and we'll continue to love it another, yeah. another thirty-five years. It's just mm. it's a film that just does not doesn't um, age, doesn't age, and well, ages in some some aspects. Yeah, of the the wrinkly skin. Do you see that? How they make the people old? Yeah, yeah. That was about. It's like the only way you can make a person old is spray paint their hair grey and then put wrinkles <laughs> on their neck. That's, That's it. it. Come don't, on, love our spots. Give them some glasses. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Back to your future. Banger. 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 Um, discussion. We're going to talk about other stuff that we've... We're going to talk about what, well, we've both watched a film separately. Yeah, we've, because um, after that, I sort of started smashing through some films um, this week, but you've done some as well. Um, yeah, so I basically watched um, the new Emil Hirsch film called Freaks, which is on Netflix. Um, it's not new surprisingly it's been well, out for a fucking while but Netflix it only just arrived on Netflix here yeah I think um, we've obviously 
it's it was obviously you know what I mean. You go to and it says you knew it Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. this was the one. Mm. Um, I absolutely loved it. So so pitch it to me because what's it actually about? Right. So it's basically about this seven year old girl called um, Chloe, and she's basically spent her whole life in the house where her dad who's a real hush and he's protecting her for some reason. It's got that kind of Cloverfield sort of like. I was just say it sounds like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. The girl wants to go outside. She doesn't know why she can't go outside. Her dad keeps like telling her. The bad man's going to come for you, and you know, like, kind of try to spook the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his nose bleeds. Right. And you're thinking, hmm, strange. Right. You know what I mean? Um, she can see outside and stuff, so like, he basically creates a whole room for her. Right. Um, can she can can she see like people walking by and stuff? Yeah. Or? So and it's can, not it's not it's not post-apocalyptic like it's literally nope. normal. Yeah. So it's basically um, normal day-to-day life, but. She's not allowed. They're loving this. Like it's almost like an abandoned house. It's like it's as if you'd expect it to be apocalyptic. Got you. And then like the village. Yeah. So this ice cream van turns up, and you think oh, that's cool, creepy guy. So you think yeah, he's warning about a bad man. Right. I never knew what it was about. Right. I just thought, right, okay, it's going which to be... is sometimes the best way to go, man. I just definitely like going like kind of unknown. So that was all I got from it. And then without kind of going into it too much and spoiling it for people, it's it's basically the 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 kid has got like superpowers and stuff right. so is the dad there's other people there um, they call them obviously freaks by using their powers their nosebleed so right. um, they kind of the people that are looking for all these freaks scan you with a UV light and they can see if they've um, sorry no they're nosebleeding sorry my apologies their eye so your eyes bleed so they'll right. scan you with that and they can see if there's like blood been on it so you are a freak got you, got you, so right. you're kind of like um, it's got a very heroes-esque sort of like there's a big corporation trying to round up all the superheroes right, got you. but the superheroes are out um, kind of basically just trying to survive right um, like X-Men it's like a Emil mutant has got like a kind of time continuum sort of thing he can put like a, a, a bubble round everybody like Artemis Fowl like classic Artemis oh, Fowl oh yes the best <laughs> film of 2020 um, so he puts like a time bubble round up to protect the kid right um, and the little girl keeps having this she keeps telling daddy there's a a, a lady in the, the cupboard right. but she can speak to this lady mm. so it basically turns out the kid's got like um, telepathic like kind right, of powers, powers. Yeah. Um, and I won't spoil, spoil yeah. it too much but it's a really good film it's the, the kind of the special effects are sort of hero like the way the heroes um, TV show was made it's, yeah. like, it's not a massive budget but it's enough it's to enough kinda, to sell the message yeah enough it. to sell the, the kind of invisibility and yeah. telepathy and all that cool but um, Emil Hirsch brilliant in it little yeah. girl's class in it too um, it's a really good film I'd recommend it man cool what, um, would, you, what would you say out like five four fucking hell yeah I really enjoyed it right. if you like kind of like that I mean, if you like the heroes the TV show I know I keep referring to that um, and it's got a kind of like mysterious sort of dark this start dark to element. it yeah do you know what I mean? And then it's, a, it's all about him protecting his daughter. Mm. Um, yeah, I've seen... other family members and that as well. And then there's other... Like, so you've got the normal sort of day-to-day people like us who are yeah, living yeah. in amongst the freaks. Yeah. And we're living, but we're also, like, scared of them. Got you. I mean, they're like social outcasts. So, yeah, it sounds definitely like X-Men. Like, yeah, definitely. Like mutant, they are among us sort of thing. They are among us, but all the freaks are living and hiding. Right, got you. Do you know what I mean? So... Um, yeah, I'll give it a look. Man. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, it was, it's probably I've I've not seen Emil Hirschen quite a while. No. Um, well, he I think he had some fucking issues as well. He ended up in but I mean, something. he was like 
I mean, talking back like um, Into the Wild and Alpha Dog Days. Alpha Dog, what a film. Brilliant. I mean, I always liked him as an actor. And I don't know, obviously, he's, he's obviously what he's went through and stuff, but it's, um, it's just a really good film. And yeah. it's um, highly recommended. It's on Netflix. Give it a bash, man. Um, if you're disappointed, I will pay you in my sincerest apologies. <laughs> what a wonderful currency. Um, but yeah, well, so I watched I watched something a bit older, and to be honest, something I've already seen a thousand times. Back in the day. Still a fucking banger. Um, so weirdly, I think it was a couple of nights ago, I put on uh, Enemy of the State because I just really fancied watching it. Um, and planet film completely I completely forgot how fucking brilliant that film is so good Um, for those that don't see it haven't seen it Gene Hackman Will Smith in a a surveillance thriller that is so relevant now as it ever was 100% Um, Gene Hackman's such a like Gene Hackman's so good he makes so many good films but he's never been that sort of like um, like highly in in the sort of like He's all. He's never. He's never front billing. Sort yeah, of he's never. He's, always he's never doing interviews. And he's never doing like. like he's like me. He's like TV he's, shows and stuff. He's just like. He's just a great actor who he, just puts out constant banger well, films. I think it's mad that like his history. He used to live with Dustin Hoffman when they were coming up together. What did I say to you today? When we were talking, like I think you kind of ignored me, but um, <laughs> I watched um, Outbreak the other night. I just, yeah, I just yeah. threw on a film. Yeah. But Dustin Hoffman's such an underrated actor yeah. as well. Like I mean. He, uh, marathon man <sighs> Jesus is it safe is it safe well like, it's it's, it's I, th- I don't know who said this it was like Marathon don't man. go to the dentist after watching Marathon Man it was, it was Marathon Man did for dentist what Jaws did for sh- did for the sea did for sharks did for sharks. <laughs> sharks are like ka-ching no, no, guess no. what well, Marathon Man did for dentists oh, no, what yeah. Jaws did for sharks so yeah that does yeah. work sure <laughs> Captain Tuckin got it but yeah like they so they grew up they grew up in like in, when they were going through the acting runs of just starting out they lived together um, two but, cool two cool characters fucking man. ridiculous great but, actors both of them but, but yeah Enemy of the State man like just a really good film um, Tony Scott directed it and it was it was basically the following night the missus hadn't seen I don't think she'd seen Enemy of the State and she was like I really enjoyed that like what else can we watch and I was like, I was trying to think of a similar thriller, couldn't think of anything. And I thankfully, you know, nowadays you can just be like, fucking Apple Google. TV. No, Apple TV. I was oh, like, Siri, show me all the films that um, Tony Stark directed. Tony Stark? Tony Scott. <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Um, Tony, no, Three Coroners and he's dreaming uh, about Iron Man. <laughs> I, said, I said Tony Stark, it slipped. Um, but... I mean, for one, there's a director that just went through mad fucking runs of films, like just man hit after fire. hit. Yeah, Man on Fire, uh, Days of Thunder, Crimson Tide, Gene Hackman as well. Yeah. Um, but Last Boy Scout came up. Yep. And Last Boy Scout, directed by Tony Scott, written by Shane uh, Shane Black. Why do I think it's Shane West? Shane Black. So Shane Black uh, has recently done like not the best but the predator but he did nice guys he wrote lethal weapon um he did last boy scout uh he's in Pred- he's in the first predator actually shane black is um but yeah last boy scout for those that don't know bruce wayne bruce wayne bruce willis <laughs> you get some marlon, of one. bruce willis marlon wayans yeah. uh damon marlon or damon it's a uh, damon damon wayne yeah. sorry uh damon wayans and there it's almost like um it's a detective story where bruce willis is a private investigator trying to figure out who's killed his former no, he, partner. He's a detective. He's, he's on the case to kind of find out. Um, What's, yeah. So he takes up a job as basically the bodyguard for um, Damon Waynes, who is... Like, no, he's not the bodyguard. He takes up... He, he like bodyguards him. Do you know what I mean? He has no, a, 
he is a detective who takes on the case but then ends up bodyguarding um, Damon Wayans the, the American footballer he's not bodyguarding him what's what he doing he... just hanging about there no it's yeah it's like a literal fucking team up so it's a lot like the nice guys and um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where it's like you've got a detective bang the film. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang yeah great film if you look at if you look up a dictionary, the definition of idiot, do you know what you'll see? Picture <laughs> of me. No, definition of idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> Brilliant film. Val Kilmer, one of Val Kilmer's best. It's not so Tuesday, good, man. Um, but yeah, so um, Bruce Willis is a private investigator who gets pulled on a case for. A, is it Halle Berry's? Halle Berry's like a stripper who yeah. has got dirt on a mayor electorate and a, a massive football team manager or a. a, a um, uh, stadium owner is that right yeah and they end up roping in he ends up roping in Damon Waynes who's Halle Berry's um, boyfriend at the time he's a retired or, or recently sacked footballer used to have a massive American football career and yeah. he's gone down the path and they team up together and it's just a fucking great so film good. man I forgot how good this film is you've got is. to have that kind of serious like it's role. chalk and cheese yeah that's what you've got to have yeah it's like it's, it's like a buddy cop film and just Bruce Willis for one you know we talked earlier about how Bruce Willis seems to be banging out films just because he wants to I was yeah. I, I was halfway through the film and I, there's a great bit where they first meet and fucking Damon Wayans goes to take a swing at him and he just grabs his he's like he's like go on mate you're gonna take a punch yeah. on me just go for it and he does it and Bruce Willis is sat down and he just pulls him down and it's like a, he's almost very he's he's so close to John McClane like you yeah. can almost smell the fucking beer off his vest like he's just brilliant in it he's like typical you know, absolute washout, stinks of cigarettes and drink, like coming from it a really care. I think he's kinda coming from the, a close to failed marriage. Five hundred bucks is five hundred bucks. Yeah, he was giving it, so it's like take it. Yeah. And he's like, right, okay. But he's man. but he's the guy that sort of laughs in the face of henchmen threatening to kill him and stuff. Uh-huh. And he just does catchphrases and stuff and he's just like really yeah so and I mean, it was he says like you touch me again I'll kill you and then <laughs> the guy swings for him and he just fucking puts his nose through his brain and he's like I fucking said I told him I told him I'd kill him um, but it's like we didn't um, I didn't have it but it was like seven quid on iTunes so I was like fuck it I'll buy it I'll buy it so good man um, but great film and Dame Wayne's is really good in it yeah and for my knowledge I think it's Halle Berry's one of her first films that she yeah. does I don't um, think um, Damon Wayne's made many films like, no he made uh, bulletproof after with like sometime later with Adam Sandler yeah and then he did one where he's in the that's a, that's a that. remake as well I think that's a bulletproof I think it's based on like um, is it is it De Niro and the other guy oh, I can't remember his name don't know Not but sure. it's back it's basically like the same sort of kind of like the guy's a, a criminal and he's like a kind of cop and he's trying you're to thinking of 48 hours 48 hours sorry I'm yeah, sorry yeah Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy yeah um but yeah, just a really fucking good film. It's just, I mean, I, Nick was talking to me about it and, and I, he's like, have you ever seen it? And, um, and you were like, yeah, because it's got American football in it. American football. Anyway, <laughs> American football, and I've, I've seen it. Do you know what I mean? Probably. Um, um, but yeah, just a really good film. I'd highly recommend it. What's it cool about it is, well, like Shane Black, who wrote it, um, there's a scene where uh, they come in to meet Bruce Willis's daughter and she's watching Lethal Weapon, which Shane Black also wrote. Um so Shane Black, like, also, as we were watching it, there's so many... I don't think it's set at Christmas, to my knowledge. There's no oh, Christmas I can't in remember. it. Right, I so... I think I'll die <laughs> So, well, no, this is it, right? So there's an interesting thing with Shane Black. People that know Shane Black will fucking know, but, like, Shane Black films will always either be set... They'll be set at Christmas, right. always. So, for example, Nice Guys, Lethal Weapon, Long Kiss Goodnight, Iron Man 3, 
uh, which she also directed. <laughs> yeah. um, they're always some form of um, a, there's a private investigator or there's a murder that's happened and the, the lead character is trying to figure it out. And there will always be a smart mouth kid in it. Last yeah. action, last action hero. Last also, action hero. Also, yeah. uh, last action hero. Iron Man three. Um, uh, lethal weapon has got like Danny Glover's daughter in it, so she sort of qualifies. Yeah. But it's set at Christmas, um, and it's just stupidly sharp, like so cleverly well done. Uh, there's a there's actually a, a thing that I wrote a, a while ago, a feature that I wrote on Shane Black uh, on the website. If you go to rubel.co.uk, um, I think it's called the Twenty Something Writer um, that was in a bidding war with Hollywood, and his career is just fascinating because some of the scripts that he wrote, where like he writes for Lethal Weapon when they turn up at the penthouse. Yeah. And the, the murders happen, that, or they they try to, and the guy falls in the pool, and the pool cover gets him and drowns him and stuff. Yeah, uh, Shane Black was very much in the perspective that he didn't think people would read his scripts, so he'd write stuff that would get their attention. Oh, so he, he wrote, for example, um, Murtaugh and Riggs turn up to a house that would probably look like the one I I buy after I make money off this film. And he just used to write, he just used to throw shit in there because it was like fuck it, no I one's gonna read it. Yeah, but yeah, like Shane Blackman just a fucking. I mean, admittedly, the Predator, from what I understand, is not the best uh, Predator film because he did the Predator. But he's also in the first Predator. He's the guy who keeps telling the jokes all the time. Oh right, yeah, yeah, really. So originally, he was on set for the for the first Predator because they were worried about the script and they hired him to come on just to rewrite it. it. And he was like, "The script's fucking fine." He was like, "But if you want me for a couple of months, I can be an extra soldier in here." And he was like, "Yeah, fair enough." And it's Sorry, like, geez, you got it's a big a good, pussy. Geez, yeah, you got a big pussy. It's a, bit of a classic film, man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, his his career is just fascinating and he's done some really good films. Such a good um, film, man. Like, but yeah, Last Boy Scout is definitely, if you two, like... Two bangers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've obviously never seen Freaks, but I mean... Um, weird, uh, a weird last, pairing, last, but... Last Boy Scout and Freaks, yeah. Give them a go if you've not seen them. Back to back. It'd be a nice weekend. What day mm. we are? Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Yeah. We're always recording on Sunday next. Yeah, but fucking hell, mate. Let's be honest. Time stopped, hasn't it? I don't. I genuinely have got to the point where I don't know what day it is. Sometimes it's very, very true. Um, but it sounds like it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. Um. For for the kind of last little bit, very, very shortly. Um, um, we'll go. How gonna... how will folk contact us though if they wish to? So, if you would like to contact us, <laughs> um, and you like what you're hearing, um, be sub- be sure to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud to get in touch each week. Um, also like share reviews wherever you can um, you can find myself at Beard Carnage on Instagram and Nick can, where can we find you you can find me at Nick Stanley Force also on Instagram Boom. so I, I came up with a fact re- well a bit of quick maths um, recently with our uh, Instagram account that is this is real good um, UK there are 76 followers on that web on that account yeah I would like you all to send us a DM because you're all listening to this. You fucking better be. We've all paid you. So, <laughs> guess what, guys? We're cashing in. We would like you to um, please send we want, us a DM. We want DMs regarding what would you do if you had one ground, uh, Groundhog Day to use up? Yeah. And also, just what is your favourite film? Because I'm, I've got a, I like the idea if someone uh, DMs in a film that we neither one of us... Well, I got or, one last night. Um, what did we get? Lights. I got it personally. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. Um, with Kelly Murphy, De Niro, and Sigourney Weaver. So we'll watch that. And stuff. So we'll watch I mean, that for next week. Probably have seen it, but we'll give it a go. Yeah, and that's that's what we like. We like to kind of interact with you guys. You guys are obviously listening, and and you are making us 
do this every week. So um, if one, if if there's a film that one or neither of us have seen, we will watch it and we will yeah. review it on a podcast. Hundred percent, and you'll we'll get give a shout out. out. <laughs> awesome, say that um, in But yeah, but yeah, um, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Guys, um, thanks for listening. Um, where me and Nick are going, we don't need roads. Ah, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. See you.